conversation about real lives as real moms. No matter what happens, it's probably fine. Hi, and welcome to the It's Probably Fine podcast. I'm Kayla, and today we have decided to do a special episode, um, our next couple episodes. Our original plan for today was for Joy and I to talk about our marriages and how we make time for marriage um, since becoming parents. But we instead have decided to have our husbands join us. And so today I have my husband with me. And next episode, Joy and her husband will be um, doing their own episode. Um, Joy has written some questions for us. We have not seen them yet. So we don't know what questions we will be discussing today. Um, But thanks for joining me. Hello, everyone. (laughs) He he looks a little nervous. Would love to say I'm happy to be here, but... (laughs) It's part of my duties as being a husband, I guess. All right, so here we go. Question one. Let's start with an easy one. How long have you been married, and how long have you been together? Uh, Well, we got together in 2011, so we've been together roughly 10 years. Uh, There's a little bit of a debate on uh, when we actually got together. (laughs) Uh, we got married in 2013, so uh, this coming year will be our eighth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, which of your characteristics or personality aspects best depicts the opposites attract adage? Um, my first answer is because I've been teaching longer than her. She married me for my money, um, but I am a teacher, so therefore... <laughs> We know that's not true. Um, Big spender. I would love to say it's my charming sense of humor, but the sarcasm that comes out of me most of the time, uh, it's (laughs) my dazzling good looks. I'm going to go with height. That is also true. (laughs) You have all the By far the tallest person in her family. Yeah, that's it. You're tall and I'm not so much. I'm going to go with uh, our volume as well. You tend yes, to be the loudest. By far the loudest in all of the families, <laughs> mine included. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I also think we approach uh, situations and projects differently. I tend to sit and stew and ponder for forever. And you're a bit more bull in a china shop and jump right in, let's get it done. Yes. Which I'm sure drives you crazy. Yes. But you love me anyway. That's what I'm told. (laughs) What's your favorite trip you've ever taken together, and why was it your favorite? Um, um, Our trip to Maine for my 40th, which didn't quite happen on my 40th, but, you know, that's beside the point because my wife doesn't like wintertime, and I do. I Um, was not going to Maine in December. Not a chance. So you got However, a forty and a half. Um, a moose is a mythological creature. Does not exist because I did not get to see one at all. We heard a um, lot of talk of moose. Heard a lot of talk about moose, but I didn't get to see one, so I don't think they exist. Nor do I believe that crocodiles or alligators exist because I've never seen one in Florida when I've been down there. <laughs> not that I go often. Um, however, we are talking about my main trip, and I will say there was this cool little coffee shop um, that was pretty awesome. 
And the other thing was uh, one day I noticed in the computer lab in my building that I teach at, there was a picture of a lighthouse that I actually was able to touch while in Maine, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, I was able to put my feet in the Atlantic Ocean, so I have been luckily in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, and the Pacific Ocean with my feet actually in the water. So uh, that has been one of my uh, things I've been most proud of, I guess. So that trip was pretty darn awesome. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was um, pre-parenthood. So. Having some lobster <laughs> in Portland, Maine. Pardon my bad accent. I, I remember we were, we, there was World Cup time. Yes, it was. And, and we rolled in just as the game was able to start. And... Yeah, and we, we um, went to this little bar. It must have been close to the hotel because we went there a few times, I think, and watched some games. And when the bartender told us he was a wicked sports fan, I lost it. Like, I had been dying to hear someone use wicked in like everyday like vocabulary like it would just rolled off his tongue he wasn't trying to be funny it was just part of his vocabulary and it just made my day that he that he said that but that was a lot of fun no I, I did enjoy that trip but um Maine in summer in June I was I was good with but yeah Maine in December was not gonna happen um I think my favorite trip was probably our trip to Ireland um, we did a two-week group trip um, to England, Scotland, Northern, Northern Ireland, and Ireland um, almost two years ago now. It's hard to believe that it's been that long. Uh, but with some awesome friends that we had made along the way and on a trip a couple years before that, um, and just the, like, the views were just gorgeous. We did a lot of hiking, a lot of outdoor things. I mean, we visited some cities too, which were obviously neat and fun. Um, and like the Titanic museum, but it was the, the landscapes and the coastlines, I think that really were just gorgeous. Dingle in Ireland was by far my favorite place. I actually could see myself living there, uh, which would not be fair to my son because, you know, when you live in the city, there's things to do. In Dingle, there was nothing but beauty. And I don't know how much fun that would be for a kid. Um, but at one point in time, in our trip to Dingle, I was able to dangle my feet over the side of a cliff looking out at the Atlantic Ocean, and that was pretty darn awesome. So yeah. um, something I hope one day my son can experience himself. He's asked us, are you going to take me? Are you going to take me to all those places? Are you going to take me on those trips? And I would love to, but not yet. Like, I don't know that he would remember it at this point, and so... And I honestly want to be able to take him to Guinness and Jameson and enjoy a pint and a shot and, you know, so yeah, those, those things were, would be really cool to do. Those were fun tours to do. Um, where's a place that we would love to travel together in the next few years or in the future? Uh, well, we, we're going to differ on this one because um, <laughs> I have said for years I want to go to Alaska. And I think the only way I'm going to get my lovely wife to go to Alaska is on an Alaskan cruise. Um, but I, I, I love, and we both love camping, um, but I just, the idea of going to Alaska is something I would really love to do. But um, 
my wife has talked for years about going to Hawaii for our 10 year anniversary and that's creeping us on creeping up on us uh, pretty quickly and uh, so uh, probably going to be our uh, Hawaii trip um, you know if uh, we can afford it because uh, we're about to pay for Disney and anyone that's ever gone to Disney before knows that bankruptcy usually follows <laughs> Disney um, <clears throat> so I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to retire uh, paying for this trip to Disney um, so I better at least get a really cool t-shirt and a hat out of the trip to make it worth it. Um, so probably Hawaii. Um, so if anybody knows there's some really good suntan, please let us know. Or sunblock, excuse me, because, uh, I burn easily. <laughs> uh, that's another one of our opposites attract situations is, um, you don't mind the cold weather and I despise it. So I think Alaska would be a, a beautiful place to see, but I'm not thrilled about the temperature. Um, but no, the the whole Northwest Portland, Seattle, you know, area with a, a Alaskan cruise, I could probably get behind. Um, but yeah, I've always said by our 10 year anniversary, Hawaii was a must do. And for sure, Disney World is, is in the plans, which you're not thrilled about, but no, I'm not. <laughs> but I love and uh, want to take M to experience, and I think he's going to have a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely a fair weather fan and uh, always vote for anywhere that's warm and has a beach. What topic does it seem like you bicker about the most? What's the hardest thing for you to agree on or talk about? Uh, what next we're going to do to the house? Um is by far the topic we argue about the most <laughs> because I have lots of ideas and she doesn't like any of them and her ideas take time and time and time and my ideas are wrong <laughs> so uh, that is by far the one that we argue with the most not necessarily wrong I just have to ponder them a long time and projects also take money and I'm a little more tight-fisted and so uh, being able to splurge to do the projects the right way like I'm just like well we can't afford that right now or well we could do that but if I really would rather do it this way and that's the more expensive way so it's just gonna have to wait I'm also a little less sentimental and am able to get rid of things easier. Therefore, the garage is a little bit of a cluster and could easily go to the shed. <laughs> However, there's no room in the shed because of things that we cannot get rid of. Again, I'm not as sentimental. Yeah. I do have a hard time letting things go. I guess it just in general, I like struggle with choices like it not necessarily indecisiveness but like well if I throw that away I'm gonna need it and then I'll be mad at myself that I threw it away or like well what if we do it this way and then we don't like it and then I'll be mad that we did it and we didn't think about it longer so yeah just in general pondering and and weighing all the options and over analyzing every decision rather than just like making a decision at some point now, we have to remember, I was a coach for over 20 years, and you don't have the luxury of thinking about things for too long of a time period, because as a coach, you make decisions, 
you live with it, whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision. And I guess that's just how I live my life. So, again, decisions on the house, a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, what three qualities are you most grateful for in your spouse? Um, well, number one, just her financial stability as far as how she takes care of the money. Um, years ago, when I had to step away and allow her to just kind of take care of things was a difficult thing for me, um, being the fact that I was uh, a single man for a long time who had to take care of things on his own. Um, so by far, that is the, the number one thing about her that I like the most. Uh, number two is she's a fantastic mother. Um, anyone who knows me knows that patience and uh, myself don't go well together. Um, I'm just not the most patient person in the world. I, you know, and, and yes, I teach uh, children for a living, um, but patience has really nothing to do with that. Um, you know, just number three, I, she just she's fun to be with. You know, she's somebody that I can be me with. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I just feel comfortable being myself around her and, uh, that's not always the case with everyone. I know that she will tell you that I'll talk to any stranger, mm -hmm. uh, because strangers are easy to talk to because I don't really care what they think because I'm in and out of their lives in a matter of moments. Whereas, um, somebody who I have to be around, um, I'm a little more cautious, a little more reserved. Uh, but yet with her, I can just be a boneheaded idiot and just have fun and <laughs> that's the way it is aren't you so sweet i try my best <laughs> some people would never know though right and Your that is the goal steely exterior yes um the three qualities that i love about you the most um well you're definitely hardworking. you you would do anything for us you had two jobs most of our relationship to this point and you know you would complain that you were tired but you wouldn't complain about it because it was it was for the benefit of our family and, and benefiting us financially and trying to reach some long-term goals so um you know you're constantly doing things around the house and and doing things to help take care of us so I would say your your work ethic is one thing that I admire um I love your loyalty. You're fiercely loyal to our family and will do whatever it takes to care for us. And um, I, I admire your willingness to be different and talk to strangers and be outgoing and ask questions because along with my personality of constantly like pondering and overanalyzing, you know, I have that, I, I don't like to talk to strangers. I don't like to ask questions because it might sound like I'm stupid and I don't, I don't know the answer to the question. I might show some sort of imperfection. And, um, I love learning about people and hearing their answers when you ask the questions, but I don't have the, the boldness always to, to ask those questions and to admit that I don't know something. So I admire that about you, that you're willing to go out on a limb and and be different and stand out. How do you prioritize time for each other with a child and jobs and other obligations? Any practical tips to share? 
It's hard, for sure. I mean, even having a conversation any time during the day gets, you know, interrupted by five-year-old thoughts and ideas and conversations. Um, yeah, I have absolutely zero practical tips. <laughs> um, because in this time of COVID with a five-year-old, um, my way of handling things and my wife's way of handling things are definitely not the same. Um, what we choose to do when we have time away from our lives um, is not the same. Um, you know, so we just we we just do our best to figure it out. You know, we uh, uh, there are things that I know that I like to do, but it's not always about me. Um, but trying to get her to do things that she likes to do in this time of COVID is is scary and uncertain. So, uh, you know, it's just, I think it's just number one, being aware that it's not always about you. Um, I think that's the most important thing. So um, I'm meaner than my five-year-old. So sometimes I just have to ask him to stop talking as nicely as I possibly can which doesn't always come out as nicely um, because I have time that I would like to talk to my wife and it's not always after he goes to bed um, because let's be real, when he goes to bed, it's time for us to slow down and fall asleep before 9 o'clock. Um, yeah, so. we, uh, we don't stay up quite as late as, as we once did. Um, I think just little things, I mean, we try... You know, you know, and we both know that, that, and as I've said before, I struggle in the winter. I, you know, get the winter blues. I hate February. It's just cold and dreary, and I don't dig the cold. Um, so we plan a little weekend trip every year in February to give us something, or to give me specifically something to look forward to. Um, but we always plan it on not the weekend of the car show. Because that's, that's important to you. So I think we just try to, like, plan those little things for both of us. Um, you know, we've taken a couple big trips without M. And, like, the mom guilt comes along with that. And I, I feel bad and I worry. But I think both times we've done those big trips, he's had more fun without us <laughs> than he would have had with us. He's with his grandparents. He, they're like spoiling him rotten he's doing all the fun things and eating all the treats um you know so we don't do those big things often but but having those moments to just like remember why we enjoy each other's company so much well and something else that i just try to do and it's not necessarily about the two of us together but i know my wife enjoys her quiet time so i try to allow my son to go outside and play even when it is cold and um, I have a, a set of fake Carhartts <laughs> bibs that I was made fun of for wanting um, she bought them for me out of a feeling of guilt and yet I still wear them on a regular basis every year because yeah. when it's cold I go outside and I wear them and my son and I go for walks and bike rides and you know, we play outside when it's cold and she can be inside and not listening to the two of us cause <laughs> chaos inside the house. So, um, you know, but I do that on purpose because it gets my son out of her hair because he is a mama's boy. 
uh, through and through. <laughs> and uh, but you know he knows I'll go outside and play with him, and you know so that's something else that I intentionally do to try to give her her time and a, and, a, and a bit of space. And I do so appreciate even those small moments where I get to clear my head and not hear five-year-old thoughts for a couple minutes. Um, another thing that was just a small thing, but it, um, it created some of those shared moments for us. I think that's, that's the, the most important, like when you talk about love languages, um, one of my biggest ones, and well, both of us actually is, is quality time. And so I think about how events and experiences that we've shared become like the most important things that what that I think of when I look back over the course of our, our relationship and our marriage, um, whether it be like our trips or places we've gone together or like hiking or camping or anything that we do where we spend time, um, either together as a couple or as a family. And, um, a couple months ago, like I was having a rough time and you pointed out that we hadn't been watching any TV shows together. Um, we used to like pick a TV show or something on Netflix and, and we would just, um, not watch any episodes without each other. (laughs) Um, you tend to like, we'd like different types of shows, but usually we can find something that we agree on and watch together and we hadn't done that in a long time and so once you pointed that that out um, we picked a new show and watched it together and when it's finished we you know oh do you remember that episode when or wasn't it funny when or I loved when Um, and it just gave us those those shared experiences to talk about and reminisce over and then we picked another show and um, did it again with a different show so it just gave us that little bit of time after M goes to bed each night to do something together and um, have that shared experience without a whole lot of energy or effort or time because we're both exhausted by the time he goes to bed. So, But it still gave us that that time together. The, the problem with that is, is we can't really talk about the show because you've got to make too many facial and bodily movements um, <laughs> with a couple of the characters. And uh, as a listener, you don't quite get um, those uh, those movements, you know, unless you quite understand who it is that we're talking about. So yeah, I don't think we could quite impersonate David and Alexis Rose and do it justice. No, <laughs> as you shake your head and try to be David, but it just doesn't quite have the same no, the same all. effect. But good try, a for effort. All right, we're going to finish the sentence. Ready? All right. In our marriage, I am most happy when... I am 100% agreeing with you. <laughs> no, I think that's when I'm most happy. No, my bad. <laughs> that is definitely not when you're most happy. I am most happy when... Uh, wow, that is a tough one. Um... I, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm most happy when in the morning when I'm having my coffee and watching Sports Center. Um, I love watching my car shows. I guess I'm most happy when, um, you know, if my son would actually sit and watch with me, which he does on occasions. Uh, we do have a few shows that he will watch with me that, that are kind of car shows. Um, for those of you uh, who 
who don't know me, I am not mechanically inclined. Um, so I watch shows to try to learn. Um, you know, I'm most happy with my wife when we're just out and about and, you know, going for a drive, looking at houses that we can't afford in Brown County. Um, wishing I could afford a $500,000 house with 28 acres. Um, the house I've most recently fallen in love with. Um, and a long list of many over the years. Yeah. Um, you this know, one's I'm, probably the most unique, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it. Th- th- there are a lot of things that make me happy. So, um, in the morning, it definitely starts with my coffee. Um, <laughs> Before that, you are not a happy no, person at all. No, I, don't, I don't do mornings at all, ever. Um, you know, so I, I enjoy my sports. Um, it's going to be sad when football season is over. Because, uh, you know, not that, you know... Um, I'm a soccer guy. You know, I, I love the sport of soccer, but I just I enjoy football as a fan. Um, you know, and I enjoy watching it, and you know, just but uh, you know, as a, as a family man, I I enjoy having my son with me. You know, watching our car shows and uh, listening to him talk about drifting, um, and I have recently told him. I am not buying him tires because um, he's going to ruin many, many, many sets of tires. So uh, hopefully one of his grandfathers will uh, be buying him sets of tires because I'm not doing <laughs> it. Um, so. so specifically in our marriage, you're happy. When it comes to marriage and our relationship. Specifically in our marriage, I'm happiest when we're just, you know, I enjoy our drives together. Um, when we have nothing to do, nowhere to go, and we just go. Um, I enjoy those times, you know, listening to Air Church. Um, going to his concerts is fantastic, but, you know, they're, you know, they're three hours and they're over. You know, whereas when we go for drives and we throw in his albums and we just listen to them and I sing poorly and... <laughs> You laugh at me. <laughs> you get all the I words wrong. And in my mind, every <laughs> word I sing is perfectly correct. However, it's yeah. not what anyone else would think. But, you yeah. know, hey, that's beside the point. So, Yeah, we, we have a history of just going for drives, whether it's in the car or we do have a motorcycle. We don't ride as often now that we're parents. Um, but it used to be going out looking for houses and then it was drives to get the baby to sleep and sometimes it's still to get the kid to sleep because he doesn't take naps anymore unless he's in the car um but yeah it just just driving especially getting out away from the city and just finding somewhere where life is a little calmer and a little quieter um I think I'm happiest when we are like I said, doing something together and having that quality time. Um, I think that's part of why I enjoy not only our trips, but, but things like camping and hiking where we unplug, we leave our phones turned off for the entire, you know, weekend or however long, um, where we just slow things down a little bit and, and really focus on like our conversations and and our time together and doing something together. Like when we're camping, we set up the tent together. Um, 
you know, we set up the air mattress, like that whole process of just like getting everything set up and then enjoying time together. There's nowhere to go, nowhere to be there. We don't worry about what time it is. Um, we just focus on that quality time of being together. And then, you know, with, we usually like to go with friends and yeah, just, it's really about that quality time of just enjoying each other's company and Remembering why we like each other in the first place, I guess. All right. How has the pandemic affected your married life? Um, it definitely brings a challenge because, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely brought out some anxiety in my wife that to a much greater extreme. Um, I have... I guess mentally chosen to deal with it differently than she has um, you know so it's just trying to to be accepting of we're each handling it the best we can um, and that one because we choose to handle it differently it's that's not right or wrong it, it just is and uh, you know there are days where I want to do things differently than her and there are days where she wants to do things differently than me and we just have to be understanding and remember that you know the I guess this is where for better or worse, truly matters. Um, you know, because, you know, there were, there are times where it's like, I would like to get out and go do th something and she doesn't. And, um, it's, it's okay if we, you know, I love to go to breakfast. I love going to breakfast. Uh, it's one of the things I enjoy and I always have doing. Um, but it, it bothers her right now. And the idea of being around people at times scares her. And I have to understand that, you know, me getting upset about that, it doesn't going to fix the situation. So, um, so I think that's one of the things with the pandemic right now that I just kind of have to remind myself is, you know, I choose one way and she chooses another. And, you know, if I want my wife, then I've got to be understanding and accepting that she's going to handle it differently than me. I think we've spent a lot of time together. Um, you know, with you working a second job for so long that kept you away, lots of nights and weekends. There was a long time where, like, I was doing things on my own, and, I, and that was fine. Like, you know, I didn't mind it. Um, and then when M came along, it was, you know, he and I doing a lot of things together while you were gone. But then when everything kind of stopped, like we were home, like just the three of us day after day after day. And there's not a whole lot of people that I would want to be <laughs> stuck with so many days in a row. Um, and I think it gave the three of us an opportunity to do things again, to slow down and have some of that quality time and, and take advantage. I mean, we went on we were fine at first. It kind of felt like an extended spring break. And then, yeah, my anxiety really hit and it kind of felt like there was, there's no light at the end of the tunnel and how long can this go on? And, um, just sort of a, a, a trapped feeling and that like fight or flight instinct kicked in a little bit, but against a virus, like there, you can't necessarily fight. There's, there's, it's an invisible enemy and so instead we fled and we took countless walks around the neighborhood and we 
we went for hikes and we went camping and we drove and we just like I just had to get away but in a way that felt safe and um and I literally carried a dog up a ladder (laughs) for her (laughs) so we started this thing where we would just pick a different state park that we hadn't been to and we would just go We would just, there would be days where I'm like, I have to get out of this house. We have to go somewhere. Let's go. And we would throw some water bottles and some snacks in a cooler and change clothes and throw in our tennis shoes. And we would just go. And usually we would drive, you know, an hour away and we would hike for a few hours and have a picnic lunch and then drive home. And one of the trails (laughs) we didn't realize as we, we walked down one trail and then walked up another one. And it was a super cool, like, creek bed, stream, trail. We had a blast, and we were muddy, and it was was so much fun, and we had one of our dogs with us. Until we realized that part of the trail, the only way to go up or down was on a ladder. And we had a dog. (laughs) And there was no way around it. I mean, I'm sure there was, but not without a whole lot of backtracking. (laughs) And so, being the wonderful man that you are tossed her up on his shoulder and climbed the ladder (laughs) and we went on our way and we hit another ladder but luckily it was a little bit shorter and by then you kind of knew how to how to get her up there um but you know it makes for a great story now and we got a couple funny pictures out of it and again those shared experiences that we talk about and laugh about after the fact but I'm forever grateful about how like understanding you've been in my tough moments and going along with things even when you roll your eyes and think I'm a crazy person and that I'm going too far over the edge with my worries. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think we'll look back and and it will have strengthened our relationship in the long run because we had have to be together and we've had to trust each other and like we I had to believe that you were making safe choices when you weren't around me because of my worries and my anxieties um but yeah it's it's given us a lot of quality time but also been a challenge at times too do you have any specific goals for your marriage this year Specific goals, no. I mean, we've talked about goals, and you were a little shocked at me when I said I didn't really have any personal goals right now. Yeah, we um, recently I recently had a professional development at school where we were um, talking about goals, and when I came home and mentioned it, we got to talking about our own personal goals and. I have finally accepted the reality in, in life that I'm no longer going to be a soccer coach. And I've come to terms that I'm okay with that. And there were some things that I definitely, I'm a competitor. And at the high school level, would I have loved to have won a state title? Sure. Um, at, you know, at the, at the club level, which I coached for a an incredibly long time, what I've loved to have won, you know, again, a state title, um, which 
is very different than at the high school level, but still what I've loved to won a state title, sure. Um, but what I come to realize is I've made an impact on, on kids, uh, both boys and girls, in a variety of different ways. And uh, I'm okay with where I've with where I've landed as a coach. And, uh, you know, as an educator, I have my master's degree and that was a big deal for me a long time to get my master's degree. And that was, and I, and I got it. Um, and I've come to realize that, you know, I don't, there, you know, I don't know if there's a lot else out there that I want to do. Um, and at my age, you know, I want to finish strong. That's kind of one of my goals. Um, in my in our marriage, I, I want to just continue to to be there for my wife. Uh, I want us to continue to do things that are fun. I want us to continue to to go camping and to um, sit by a fire and make coffee on the fire um, and to actually turn our phones off the entire weekend. Um, my wife made that comment earlier that we turn our phones off and they don't always get turned off. Um, but I would love to turn them off for the entire weekend. Um, you know, I want to continue to go hiking because um, I think those are the things that renew our lives and, and bring out a happiness from, from inside of us that, that really matter. I don't think we've set any specific goals for our marriage for this year, but I think just continuing to try to find those moments to focus on each other and get away a little bit and and share that time together, um, however small they may be, especially, you know, still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, we like to try out new restaurants or check out local places that we haven't been to before or, um, you know, go places and do things, try new experiences, and, and those kind of things just aren't, we're not able to do those right now. You know, there's there's shows that come to our town every year, um, like car shows and things that you really enjoy. And just there's just social things and, and even being around family or having get-togethers and parties and dinners and those kind of things aren't really enjoyable at this point because of the anxiety that comes along with them. Um, so trying to find things to do that that we still enjoy or that that give us time together and time away from just being at home or at work, but that's, that still feel like safe and comfortable and enjoyable in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I think something we need to do is we need to start making a list of all the different restaurants and places that we want to go. Uh, we were driving the other day, I think going to a pet store and we saw this uh, little place that, uh, both of us were like, uh, what's that? So, you know, Kayla, you know, Googles it and it's like, oh, well, that sounds cool. But the problem is, you know, we drive away and then we forget about it, you know, and then when that night comes where the two of us want to go do something, you know, without our son, we don't think about those places and we always fall back to the two places that we always do things, you know. So uh, we need to start making a list of we want to go here, we want to go there. Uh, there was a breakfast place that we um, ordered some food from, you know, a few weeks back. And well, again, as I said earlier, I love breakfast, you know, so it's, that would be something that, you know, would be cool to go to, you know, on a Sunday morning. Um, you know, making a list of the places that we want to try uh, would be cool. 
What are some things you want to do together that you've had to put off until M is older or out of the house? Wow. Um, we definitely don't ride the motorcycle yeah, we don't like ride. we used to, just for safety reasons, you know. Um, um, I, for me, honestly, it's uh, I want to go on a big road trip. I, I understand flying is faster. Flying gets us to our destination quicker. And if we're going to go back to Treasure Island, we're going to fly. I mean, we love Treasure Island. Um, we're going to fly. But I love road trips. And um, a five-year-old just can't handle a, a road trip. He just, you know, when we go see family members who live five and a half hours away, he asks the question, are we there yet? A billion times. And um, that's frustrating. Um, you know, I some of my greatest memories are road trips that I've been on with some buddies and um, something I would truly love to do is fly out to the northwest coast and then drive home you know but we're not going to do that with you know uh, with a young kid you know he just he's not gonna find the enjoyment that we would um, you know so that's something I you know, would really love to do and I think the two of us would enjoy together um, you know going back out to California again um, to visit you know I've got a cousin who lives out there and I've got another cousin who lives up in Seattle um, I just right now I my son I don't think would it be able to enjoy it the way we would so there's a there's a few things I would like to do um, that he just because of his age won't quite get you know, so there's that. That's a couple of things. Yeah, I think. I mean, we still we've still been able to take some some neat trips and travel. Um, it's just different. Like we either have to go without him or do something that we that is more kid friendly and not too far away and um, those kinds of things. I don't know. I know there's, you know, projects and things that have gotten put on hold just because of the finances of raising a child and, like, paying for daycare and preschool and saving for college and all those kinds of financial responsibilities. Um, I think we're just, we're, we're more cautious now because he depends on us. So, you know, like, before he came along, we went ziplining and skydiving and... Uh, you know, rode the motorcycle a lot more and just did did more adventurous things. But, you know, when there's a little person that depends on you, you, you play a little safer. Because um, he needs us. And we, we, need, we don't want any accidents to uh, take us away from him. So I think there are, there are some things like that that maybe we, we would want to do again. Um, when he's older and relies on us a little less. All right, we're going to finish with a lightning round. So we're going to answer these both quickly, as soon as we can, without thinking, like at the same time. Okay. So which one of us is the best cook? You. Me. Yeah. Who cleans the most? Me. You. <laughs> Who has the most clothes? You. Me. <laughs> Who usually drives? Me. I think we split that one. No. I think you do more than I do, but yeah. 
But, yeah. but we both drive a lot. I think we take turns. I drive more. <laughs> Me. Who has the best sense of direction? Me. Me. No way, you do not. I'm always the director, driver, map person. Because I don't do well with looking at the map on the phone. <laughs> Who has the most shoes? You. Me, probably. I know you do. I've seen your closet. <laughs> you buy more shoes than I do. I just never get rid of my shoes. You shop for shoes more. Who spends more money? You. You. No, you do. You take my money every week and then you spend it. <laughs> so you do. And you trust me. I spend that on bills. You tell me that. You spend it on shopping more. You're with your allowance that you're allowed. Yeah, my allowance. <laughs> yeah, the small bit of money that I'm allowed. 24 years of teaching, and I get an allowance. Thanks, honey. Okay, you make it sound terrible, like I don't let you have your own money. That's the money allocated for spending. The rest of the money goes into the bills and responsibilities pile. We each get our own little spending money, and then we have the responsible money yes dear <laughs> your life is not that bad that's what you tell me all right well you've survived your first official podcasting experience i so. hope you'll enjoy my uh, <laughs> charming sense of personality <laughs> and no matter how it went it's probably fine mm.